weather is the international best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad or the co-founder of Match.com or the host of the MSNBC show Your Business they all have one thing in common they are some of the many guests that want you to reach the finish line your host is Callan Diggs welcome Hello listeners, this is 2018. Are you reaching the finish line? In this year, same show, different format. You can still expect to get your 30 minute reaching the finish line episodes, but it will not be on a weekly basis throughout the year. It will be changed to a seasonal format, so you can expect to receive 8 episodes per season, Going from 52 episodes per year to 32 episodes per year. If the reduction of episodes has caused you inconvenience, I sincerely apologize. However, the initial production model has not been sustainable in conjunction with the financial support that we have been receiving. This can change. Uh, With your ongoing support, Uh, you can take advantage of the offers that we have in between the show segments. Uh, If you also want to make a donation, you can do that at Callan at ReachingTheFinishLine.com. Be happy to accept that and publicly recognize you if that's what you wish. Now, on to the episode. And welcome. Today, I am delighted to have Christopher Fos. Christopher is the co-founder of Wu Bamboo. Wu Bamboo currently has a line of natural bamboo toothbrushes in over 8,000 stores in more than a dozen countries. Wu Bamboo launched on Earth Day of 2013. They have replaced over a million of plastic toothbrushes with bamboo. As a co-founder of Wu Bamboo, uh, he's the creative side of Wolf Bamboo. He's a brand designer, graphic artist, passionate imagineer. Uh, he's always found success by being relentlessly positive. Uh, his passion for challenging the status quo has enabled Wolf Bamboo to quickly become a major player in the natural oral care market. And he's helping inspire consumers and help pave the way for other non-conventional companies looking to be a part of the solution and not the problem. Christopher, welcome. Colin, thanks, man. That was uh, all very well said. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, let's go back in time. You know, you know, a lot of times, sometimes, you know, many of us become entrepreneurs because maybe the passion came from, you know, you, you know, someone's parents. Maybe the passion came from, uh, you know, t- you know, you know, typically maybe grandparents. You know, when you were younger, you know, did you always know you're going to be an entrepreneur, or did you kind of stumble upon it? As you grew up, there's there's been, I don't know, a, a fire inside me to, uh, I guess, looking back to just want to change the world and kind of make my own rules. And mm. I think that's that's what being an entrepreneur is all about is um, not necessarily thinking that the rules don't apply to you, mm-hmm. um, but but knowing that uh, the overall goal is to uh, to change things, shake things up, change the status quo. Um, and for me, it was always to be to be better. 
you know, to try to find that thing inside me um, that, that I could do to help change the world and, and leave it a better place. Now, were your parents entrepreneurs? My father, uh, absolutely. My mother is a teacher, highly creative. My father is a left-brain entrepreneur, real estate mogul. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I, I sort of, I, I don't know if I either inherited it um, or just learned it from my parents. But absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and what was that like when you was younger? You know, was, you know, was it kind of, you know, was your father kind of real estate mogul like, you know, early on? Or you know, kind of was it... You kind of have hardships, like kind of a blue-collar middle-class family, you know. Because I like to, I like to kind of get inside uh, to, to to offer an overview for the audience on kind of how people's kind of beginnings have formed uh, themselves to become the entrepreneur they are today. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I, I by no means grew up with silver spoons, um, but I did not have a, a hard childhood. I had a childhood filled with love, and um, my parents instilled in me um, that that drive and uh, they always gave me the freedom and always kind of helped me uh, want to be who I wanted to be. I was never kind of shoehorned into anything. Uh, my father was, uh, like I said, very left brain, uh, very, you know, MBA kind of guy. And um, he never really kind of pushed me towards that. My mother was super creative. They kind of let me do my thing. So uh, in that sense, I grew up very wealthy in, in freedom and in love and passion. That's great because I do know in a lot of, a lot of, um, certain types of families parents kind of already have kind of the career outline for the child it's like okay, we're doctors so you're going to be a doctor or you need to go to school and be an engineer you know because this is the safe way to go and it's kind of very it's, it's I'm very happy to hear that kind of your parents kind of gave you the freedom to kind of kind of go on your ex exploratory journey to 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 ultimately find you know what's going to make you happy what's going to make you committed to uh, a passionate project like you're working on now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you. Um, it, I, I'm I'm a parent too. I've got two little boys, and of course, we want our our children to be successful. And uh, but more than not, I think we want our kids to be happy. Mm -hmm. And my parents were. Um, I was lucky enough to be be taught uh, as a you know a free thinking little individual. You know, um, they they taught me to have have the confidence to uh, to follow my dreams, and that's what I'm doing. Absolutely. So. Kind of, t you know, we just we just kind of lightly brushed over college. Going into that, you know, sometimes people, you know, have the idea that college, you know, is essentially will make or break someone's career and ultimately financial success. And then you also have, you know, other people, uh, you know, who, who believe that it's not necessary at all, and it's really within a person that's going to determine uh, their overall success. Did you went to college, Christopher? I, I did. I went to a design school called mm. Full Sail in Orlando. Ah, very familiar with it. Good. Yeah, and, I, I, I went for, for digital media. Yeah, and have you found that to be very instrumental to your success right now? Um, you know, being in design, um, whenever I, I uh, was applying for jobs, if I was, you know, I, I come from a, a design background, graphic designer. I've worked in the advertising industry. I've actually owned my own advertising agency and design boutique. Mm -hmm. Whenever I was applying for jobs, the portfolio meant more than anything else. And um, I think that's sort of, that stayed with me. I, to me, what college you went to doesn't say anything about you as a person. Um, what, you, what you have to show for it does. 
So I've always hired people and not resumes. Um, I look at the actual individual um, and not where they went to school because all that is is essentially is that's paperwork. Yeah, uh, yeah, know? yeah. It's, and, it's, and, and I'm not dogging any school. I'm not, I'm not. You know, I'm not saying that that you shouldn't try to go to a great school. I'm just saying, for me personally, um, the school you went to means um, very little compared to uh, who you are as a person. I, I agree. You know, uh, ultimately, uh, is very much based on competency. And if a person is very competent at something, uh, it doesn't really matter if a person uh, graduated or dropped out. You know, if they're just well, at least to me, if they're just as good as the next person who graduated, uh, they definitely should be given as much consideration. Uh, as the person who maybe has the the degree from the Ivy League, you know, university. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've always found it interesting. It's always something I like to uh, ask. Um, at what point, uh, you know, because if, if I may ask, how old are you now, Chris? Christopher? I'm I'm 36. 36. Okay. So um, you know, Wu Bamboo has only kind of really been around about about four or five years. So. What were you doing after that? Because obviously there, there, there had to have been an inspiration, something to lead you to Wu Bamboo. So, you know, what, what, you know, what job were you doing? What, you know, what career were you involved in at that time? Uh, I was actually owning my own advertising agency in Fort Myers, Florida, where, mm-hmm. I, where, I, where I currently live, and um, running my own design boutique. So I, I come from the design background, and my, uh, my business partner, Steve Hyde, um, one of my business partners, Steve Hyde, mm-hmm. he has always been in hospitality. And our third partner, Tom Burt, he's in finance. So the three of us kind of make this perfect uh, triangle. And, and in, in, in the middle of that triangle is Wu Bamboo. Um, it's pretty great. We have a great synergy. All right. How long have y'all been connected before you actually started Wu Bamboo? And you know, how did y'all <laughs> find each other? Was it, was it through LinkedIn or was it through like a conference? Because I, I always find it interesting how kind of, you know, the, the, the starting co-founders kind of how they meet each other and, you know, how that develops. <laughs> then you'll like this. Um, so I am incredibly lucky to be in business with two of my best friends. Um, Steve and I have known each other for a very long time. Like I said, he's been in hospitality. So mm. when I was I think maybe 19, um, Steve was a bartender at one of the one of our night spots downtown, and uh, and he served me underage, which is always the 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 beginning and uh, great foundation for a, a long lasting friendship. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so we've been friends for a very long time, um, and he opened a, a restaurant here. We we sort of lost contact with one another. Um, and, and he and he ended up opening up a restaurant and um, serendipitously hired my advertising agency to do all his branding. So we sort of became friends again. And um, I also serendipitously ended up moving right next door to him by accident. So then we were not only coworkers, um, but neighbors. And um, then we became travel companions and buddies. And we just we both wanted to do something that we felt fulfilled in. So we talked about uh, starting a bunch of businesses. You know, neither Steve nor Tom nor I are, we're not retail experts. We have, we're, you know, we're not dentists. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not experts in distribution. We know nothing about trade, you know, international trade. Um, but we started Woo Bamboo because of this common desire to leave the world a better place. And there's nothing more universal than a smile. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, yeah. And, and, and oral care is fiercely ritualistic, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you come from, how old you are, uh, everyone brushes their teeth. 
So we, we decided oral care was something that we could probably get into. Um, and we saw a, a big hole in the market for products that were eco-friendly and sustainable. And none of us believe that eco-friendly products are, are a trend. It's, um, it's here to stay. It's what we need to do. We all need to switch to products that are better for the planet and better for your health. And um, Woo Bamboo was born. And, and I really love that, how y'all come at it from the ecological standpoint. And um, I'd definitely be interested you kind of shed some light to our audience about kind of plastic toothbrushes, where they end up, and the damage that it uh, does to the environment. Yeah, if you can for a second try to imagine 11,500 full-grown elephants, um, that's, that's a lot of weight, oh, right? Yeah. That, that same weight is what is thrown out in plastic toothbrushes every year in the United States alone. Wow. So we don't think about that because we so seldomly throw out um, our toothbrushes, mm -hmm. but there's billions of people throwing out seldomly, you know, plastic toothbrushes. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we always say we know that we're not going to save the world by offering a bamboo toothbrush. Mm -hmm. um, but what we want to do is inspire everybody uh, who uses it every morning and every night and remind them that they're doing something good for the environment. And what that's going to do, that's going to make them feel good about themselves and they're going to want to do more. They're going to want to chase that feeling. So our whole thing is we want to inspire people every day to be more eco-friendly and healthier. And I love that because you kind of really take it from from like a social entrepreneurial vantage in that, you know, not only, you know, not only have you created a profitable business, but you created a business that has a heavy emphasis on sustainability and making the world a better place and protecting the environment, which is very much what a lot of people would like to do. You know, they want to uh, create, you know, profitable businesses, but that also is connected to a social cause. You know, but many people will say, but, you know, but it's hard to start, you know, and, you know, the risk, you know, as far as, you know, perhaps, you know, investing so much time and getting very low reward. Perhaps you can start, Christopher, by sharing what were some of the challenges that you and Steve faced when y'all started uh, Woo Bamboo? Well, obviously, you know, you look and you say, okay, who are the major players in, in the oral care industry? Mm -hmm. And there are several very large um, companies that pretty much dominate the market. And when, uh, when Steve had this idea to, um, to make bamboo toothbrushes, I, you know, I told him he was crazy because how are we ever going to compete with Oral-B? How are we ever going to compete with Colgate? You know, look mm -hmm. at Tom's and Maine. They're, they're, they're massive. They're all, you know, that... And I went to our, our local um, our grocery store, and I looked at the oral care section, and it's just a sea of plastic toothbrushes. And mm -hmm. I thought it kind, of, it kind of hit me. It said, I said to myself, these aren't our competition. Our competition would be any other uh, eco-friendly oral care brand and any, any other natural toothbrush. And you know what? There weren't any. Wow. So, so sometimes it's about sharpening your focus and, and really seeing who your competition is. Um, and we are, you know, there are other companies out there that offer uh, recycled plastic toothbrushes. Um, and obviously, there's a bunch of natural toothpaste. But um, if you're looking for a natural option for, for toothbrushes, bamboo is it. It's the fastest growing land plant. It's the most sustainable. Um, and it's beautiful, too. I mean, if, even if you don't care about the environment, you know, bamboo is a beautiful material. It feels good. It's light. You know, it, it, and it just feels good holding something natural. Do you want to reach the finish line? 
Of course you do. But one objection you may have is, I don't have the time. One thing I've always suggested is outsourcing. And thankfully, now you can do so in the budget. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for services starting at $5. The wide range of services include logo design, photography, copywriting, voiceovers, video editing, and much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and click on the link on the episode page. And let Fiverr be the resource to help you reach the finish line. Which leads me to my next question. Because um, a lot of people, they want to create uh, products but sometimes the sourcing can be an issue, and especially if you're small, because many uh, businesses uh, abroad may prefer to do, uh, may prefer to source products, but at a heavy volume, at a bulk. You know, when it comes to bamboo, is that something you could source here in the U.S. or do you do abroad? And how do how how did that relationship come together? Um, that's a great question. Yeah, there are a lot of factors involved in sourcing. You know, it's it's all about follow through. So you can have a fantastic idea. But if you just can't come up with the materials in uh, in a in either a, a, a conscious, uh, a morally conscious way or a financially conscious way, it's mm-hmm. not going to work. So we we found um, the best place to get our bamboo from is is in China. Mm-hmm. They've been, they've been working with and specializing um, in in bamboo since you know the dawn of time. I um, and and there there's bamboo in other places in the world, but there's just there isn't the infrastructure to um to sustainably uh manufacture it mm-hmm. like we, we we've been looking in um in south and central america as well and there is that is, is you know the kind of bamboo that we need but there's no way to kind of really harvest it in a way that is um that's sustainable you know i see so so we get our products from the best possible sources so our our floss comes from uh, milan in italy mm-hmm. our tooth our toothpaste is being made in new york city and mm-hmm. our toothbrush bamboo is from china you know, we, we don't source. Yeah, we don't source from China the same reason that other companies source from China. Right. You know, it's right. it's not the, it's not the cheapest way to go. It's the best way to go. Right. Right. And you know, as t- talking about sustainability for the environment as a business, you have to find how to be sustainable as well, or or otherwise you can't stay in business. So, yeah, it's kind of very holistic uh, approach uh, to to look at that. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I've always found it interesting because uh, you know. Many people, that's a concern for many aspiring entrepreneurs when they have this great idea, but sourcing um, uh, typically uh, becomes becomes the issue. So um, what has been, obviously, uh, a challenge that you've had in your business that was an obstacle, but you knew that passing, that going, that, you know, going past it will still be worth it ultimately because some people will say you know it's financing you know i don't have enough financing so they try to they try to you know run things a, a lean way and try to do their very best not to spend money but also to get kind of a lot of exposure a lot of publicity uh you know you know get interviews get newspaper uh, features uh these types of things uh, and, and that's one of the challenges that you know many inspired entrepreneurs face is capital they say well i don't, I don't have the money you know um you know wh- what was that what was that obstacle in Wu Bamboo that you ran across, but you knew that you know fighting it and essentially overcoming it will still will ultimately be worth it. Um, yeah. So so we're lucky enough to be self financed, which is really great. Um, you know, we haven't had to chisel away at our company in order to mm. uh, to, to keep moving forward. So for us, um, you know, financing is, is always an issue for any company, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
But you know what? Money, money is money. It can kind of come from anywhere. Mm. Um, what you need to make sure you do is not essentially, for lack of better terms, sell your soul. You know, don't forget why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, we've gotten to where we are today, which, you know, we're, we're in more than 10,000 stores now. And we actually did a count. We're in 32 different countries. Wow. Um, we've, gotten, we've, we've gotten to where we are today because we're just really passionate and we're really nice guys. Um, and I'm really lucky enough to have a really fantastic staff here at, at Wu Bamboo that work really hard and believe in what we're doing. So, I mean, my, my main piece of advice for, for anyone is, is, you know, stand for something and don't forget that. You know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be tempted to have to sacrifice your, your ideals for financing and for placement and for exposure and all those kind of things. Just um, stand strong. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. You know, I, I would love to be making money, um, but that's not why we are in business. We're in business to change things. Mm-hmm. Making money for us drives the, drives the machine forward. Right. Obviously, you can't change the world if you if you can't stay in business and you can't stay in business if you're not making money. So obviously money is a big part of it. But that's not our end. That's not our end game. Um, I think that's another piece of advice, too, is, you know, making money is what happens when you're doing everything right. But it can't be the reason you're in business. You know, for us, we have to remind ourselves every day that we come into work, that we're here to change the world for a better place and leave it as uh, and, you know, leave it cleaner and better than 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 we found it. You know, as the COO of Wu Bamboo, and you had your own advertising agency, you know, very successful. Uh, you know, uh, what you know? Do you have like a? Because some people say, well, you know, I'm curious. What his routine is like? You know, does he run every day? Does he go to the gym? <laughs> you know, do you have like a special cup of cup of coffee you drink? You know, I'm curious. Like, you know, if we can, if if we can, if we can kind of, you know, preview kind of a day in the life. Of Christopher Fos, what does that look like? <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm a father of two beautiful little boys. Who uh, and anyone who is a who is a, a parent of of you know, young children, um, there's going to the gym workout, and then there's just living the life workout. You know, mm. just being a parent is is a, is a workout in itself. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I I don't treat my body like a temple, but I'm but I'm you know, I definitely I you know I'm healthy. I want to make sure that I'm I'm around long enough to see my children grow up and be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've got a love in my life, and and that's fantastic. I've got I've got parents that support me. I've got uh, you know support me you know emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. My my mother always says she's my number one fan. Mm-hmm. So I just I keep in contact with my family. I've got friends I love, mm-hmm. um, and I've got children who I'm doing this for. You know, so so a day in my life, I work my ass off. Obviously, just like anyone else who's a, who's who's a serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but it's it's only work by definition. You know, I love what I do. I, I have a smile on my face all flipping day. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I'm just living the dream, man. That's good. That's that's very good to hear. You know, what are some resources that inspire you, like um, books or audio books or like uh, or maybe movies or, you know, people you have followed that have been a great inspiration and it's been instrumental to your success today? Uh, well, I, I'm addicted to positivity and, um, and enthusiasm. So I'm, I'm really big into, into music and, um, and, uh, Woo Bamboo was partly born at Burning Man in, uh, in 2012. Mm, so that's, that's kind of cool. That's something <laughs> I have to go to eventually. I've always wanted to go, but unfortunately, uh, I just have to, it's just the, the dates, and the scheduling uh, on both sides just hasn't worked out. But, yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about that event. And uh, I had a guest on 
uh, before. Uh, he is the he is the I believe he, he's the author of Lakeside Tide, and uh, he said that was that event was very instrumental in changing his life. So uh, the fact that you well, mentioned it, the fact that you yeah, mentioned the, it as well definitely uh, helps me to consider me more. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the art there, the music, the incredible positivity of the, of the people. It's definitely a life changing experience. Um, but you know, I I love listening to um, to you know audiobooks and, and and reading books by uh, by authors like uh, like Simon Sinek is one of my heroes. Um, his his start with why is sort of um, what I've always lived by, and it was such a thrill to to hear it um, uh, put put down into words. His his philosophy of finding your purpose and sticking with it. Um, so I encourage anyone. Um, to 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 read start with why eater uh, leaders eat last, but uh, Simon Sinek is, is one of my one of my heroes kind of. Great, you know you have only been around for four or five years, and y'all really have grown exponentially. You know you're you know you, you just stayed in over ten thousand stores in thirty two countries. You know, and four to five you know you know you know four plus years that is very impressive. And a lot of people are wondering, wow, you know how did he do it? You know people, I mean the fact that you're an advertising guy. You know, kind of definitely gives people a window on the reason why the company may have been so successful. But what? But what are some other things uh, that really have been a game changer and make a Woo Bamboo so successful? Well, we, and, and by we I mean you know everyone here at at Woo Bamboo, mm-hmm. we we don't we don't talk bad about anybody. We don't. We're not out to crush the competition. You know, I, I'll let my competition watch the competition. I'm going to look forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like I said before, we're we're just really nice people. We we don't burn bridges. Bridges were not meant to be burned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people will say that that business is cutthroat. I don't think business is cutthroat. I think that people can be, but business for us at least is about making connections, building partnerships, helping each other. Um, so I I'm I'm very close friends with some of some of the other people in the natural oral care industry and we share resources there's no reason why you know if if our common goal is to offer healthier alternatives in oral care then my competition aren't the enemy they're friends mm-hmm. you know we've got the same goal we we've got the same same outlook on the world so you know one thing that uh, that's helped us be successful is you know how friendly we are and 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 having a warm heart you know, helping helping someone, helping another company that's that's behind you, um, that that could use some of your advice and some of your expertise. You know, it it, it might come back to you or it might not. But you know what? We're we're all in this world together. And and one of my favorite quotes ever is, "If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together." Nice. I love. I really like that. Um, the fact that you have, you know, an advertising background, would you say you're the marketing kind of engine of uh, Woo Bamboo? Yeah, you know, I, I own an advertising agency, uh, but most of what we did, my specialty was branding. Mm. So, um, so, 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 so uh, let's let's dig in there then, because that's another key thing uh, to help entrepreneurs, uh, you know, uh, become successful. You know, what would you say are some key things that uh, aspiring uh, new entrepreneurs, struggling entrepreneurs, need to consider to uh, have a greater, you know, have a greater effect as a result of their of their branding. Sure. Well, you know, reputation is is, is almost everything. So, if you think of marketing and advertising as 
as what you say about your company. Mm-hmm. Your brand is what people believe about your company. Mm. So remember that every every time you open your mouth, you know, metaphorically, of course, every time you open your mouth, meaning every time you have an ad or, or you know, you're, you, you post a commercial or you do anything in social media, um, that builds your reputation one way or another. So remember that and think about what kind of companies you would want to work with you know, as a consumer, what kind of companies would you want to um, to 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 buy services from? You know, and the the marketplace is getting smarter nowadays, and it's it's a, it's a great thing. You know, advertising people aren't listening to advertising because most of that is just shouting at you. You know, people are listening to influencers, which is great um, because you know we know that these past decades, advertising has just gotten louder and louder. Um, and that's not what we want. You know, a whisper sometimes works a lot better from a friend than a stranger shouting at you. So be, be strategic, but also be honest. You know, uh, advertising just doesn't seem to be honest. And people, and that's why, you know, listening to bloggers and influencers and social media and hearing from their friends and reading reviews, that's what gets your product ahead. So just have a good product and stand by that. You know, don't try to trick anybody. Be, be open, be transparent, and that's what people respond to. I definitely love that. And uh, it's businesses like yours that's kind of setting a great example for a lot of other people who want to kind of get into the scene and make a difference and find a social cause that can help them make a difference in the world. As we come to a close, you know, if people want to follow you, Christopher, if they want to learn more about uh, Woo Bamboo, they want to contact you uh, how can they do that absolutely um we are woo bamboo usa on facebook and uh on instagram uh or woo bamboo oral care we have we have different distributors around the world like like i said we're in 32 different countries so there's woo bamboo greece on social media there's um there's woo bamboo europe there's uh woo bamboo uk mm-hmm. but woo bamboo usa is the core that's us if you want to reach out um, please give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, reach out to us. You know, we're we're based in Southwest Florida. So um, great. You can find us on WooBamboo.com too. Christopher, thanks for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs. If you haven't already, purchase the book, Reaching the Finish Line at Reaching thefinishline.com Now it's time for you to start reaching your finish line. So what are you waiting for? Start 